I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. All out of bubblegum. fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chiseled on your tombstone. As long as everyone can hear me and I'm not, like, completely out of the picture. Oh, yeah, I can totally hear you fine. So, okay, excellent. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Just art uses whatsoever around. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Guyver, but evil. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this will work to kill somebody. Yep. Cool. All right, you guys good? Yep. Yeah. Good to go. Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of We'll Survive. Uh, this is Paul, and with me as always is Marco. What's going on? What's up? Hey, uh, not much. Just um, here to talk a little bit more about uh, the movie Terrifier, which yes. if you heard our last episode, we got in depth with, uh, with uh, the new movie Terrifier which was made by Damien Leone. We had him come on and talk about his history and, and making the movie and everything. But since we like the movie so much, we also wanted to talk to the one character in the movie who is the most prominently featured, but also never says a single word. <laughs> right? That character is Art the Clown, who is played by David Howard Thornton, who is with us. Hey, how are you doing? Hey. Good. What's <laughs> up, man? Thank you for joining us. Ah, thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. So um, uh, the first thing, uh, you know, just to get the obvious thing out of the way, and, and we had talked to Damien about this too, uh, with all the, the hype and praise that this movie is getting and just kind of the, the embrace of the horror community and stuff, I know I had heard you guys on the Brainwaves podcast talking about getting a lot of attention from fans and social media interaction and just kind of uh, being a little bit overwhelmed with all that. So how has that been treating you? Oh, it's been pr doing pretty well. It's just, it's been crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying my best to respond to everybody. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's, it can be like, wow, it's a daunting task. It's like a, as soon as I, I send out a bunch of messages, I get a bunch more and I'm like, oh, Jesus, it's never ending. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not even uh, popular for anything and get overwhelmed with social media myself so uh, <laughs> nobody even work. cares about what i do so uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just amazed people care what i do so you know sure sure uh now you are are pretty active on on instagram do you i know we've talked a little bit on facebook but do you uh mm -hmm. 
do you stay pretty active over on there as well too or anything as much as i can yes sure sure I, I usually don't post a lot of pictures and stuff because I I'm just weird. I don't take a lot of pictures myself. Sure, sure. But I, you know, I always try to like respond at least with a thumbs up or something like that on other posts that people have made. Because I'm especially recently, there's been a lot of really cool art artwork that people mm-hmm. have done. Yeah. So it's like wow. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, we were talking to Damien a lot about that as well. Just the the overwhelming amount of fan art and how he's been trying to collect a lot of it and repost it and yeah give credit where credit is due you know oh definitely definitely uh, i still haven't even figured out how to repost things on there i, I suck with technology so. <laughs> yeah me neither me neither i just saw a post today it was uh of scooby-doo and i think they have daphne upside down and art's about to cut her in half and the the, the yeah. whole scooby-doo game is all cowering in the corner i thought <laughs> i mean I <laughs> look man you made it in pop culture yeah, the character you played and helped create, you you made it when you frightened the Scooby-Doo gang. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so before we fully get into how you ended up there, um, but you know, we just kind of wanted to go through some of your influence as far as acting and what other kinds of things you were into. Uh, did you start out in acting? And I know you also do some voiceover work, or did you start over mm-hmm. in that or... And maybe some other third thing that I don't know about, or <laughs> well, like I, I would say I kind of started out in music first as a kid. I was like singing all the time, like in like church choir and stuff like that, growing up in Alabama. Sure. Um, so yeah, I did that, and I kind of got involved with doing like the theater at my church too, because my parents were heavily involved, and like my mom used to direct a lot of shows and stuff like that there. Right. And you know, like this is kind of fun. This is kind of fun, and you know when I hit like middle school age, I was really shy and I got bullied a lot back in middle school because I was like this, I, I was a late bloomer. So I didn't hit puberty until like I was 16, 17, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I was like this really short, like skinny kid with glasses, braces, easy, easy target. Right. I sports, <laughs> you know, just like, yeah. So, you know, I was really shy and, you know, my mom tried to, like finds ways to like help me break out my shell and she remembered oh yeah he had so much fun doing church theater and like maybe if i can get him doing like um community theater that will help him break out more so she started getting me to audition for like a lot of the local community theater shows especially our children's theater in huntsville uh it's fancy playhouse awesome place but um i i finally got cast in some of those shows and i I, I think I then I found my calling because I did like found I had like a knack for doing comedy. I was like, this is fun. I, I want to do more of this. And so I did during like, you know, um, for the rest of my, like middle school and high school, I was very active in the theater. But oddly enough, when I went to college, I didn't get a degree in theater. I opted instead to go uh, get a uh, degree in elementary education because I come from a family of teachers. And I, I was trying to be very pragmatic Sure, sure. And practical and be like, okay, I, I can support a family on a teaching salary and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I can do theater on the side. That's what I'm going to do. And then, you know, life likes to throw you curveballs. And my mom got diagnosed with cancer back when I was in college. And she passed away um, near the end of my uh, final years in college. And that kind of like, you know, we had like our final discussion with each other you know, right before she passed away. And she's like, you know, don't do what you think you have to do with your life. Do what you want to. You only get one shot at this. You, you right. like, she's like, you've, you've got certain skills that a lot of people don't have. It'd right. be a shame to waste those on doing something you think you have to do. Right, right. 
And uh, then that started like the wheels going in my head. And so I was like in my internship, my like final semester in college. And I, 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 I basically almost had like a nervous breakdown because like I went back that semester and like in the month's time, like right before I went back and right while I was there, my grandmother died, my dog died, had a friend commit suicide and my sister married a homeless guy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it's like my whole brain was going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a, it, that's it, a rough patch. And I was, yeah, I was just like downward spiral, and I, I just had one of those like moments where I was like, "Man, what is going to make me happy? I am not happy." And call my dad up on the phone one night while I had gotten back from the school one day, and I was just miserable for my my day teaching, and I'm like, "I don't think I want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I want to go into acting." And my dad's like. Really? And I, see, my dad's a NASA engineer. He's very practical. He's like very right. by the. And I was expecting the engineer mindset to kick in there. And he's like, nah, that's fine. Uh, your mom and I always thought that's what you need to do with your life. We just don't want to tell you what to do. So right. go ahead. No, you only have your um, your final semester. You're like this one last bit of classes you got to take. So uh, why don't you just take a year off just to get your head back together? And you can like transfer credits and then, you know, once you get your degree, you can go off and do whatever you want to. And I'm like, wow, that's not what I was expecting to hear. But thanks. sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. Good support yeah. system behind you is is key. Absolutely key. Yeah. And it, that that I think that day I just felt like this tremendous weight was just lifted off my shoulders because I found my calling in life. Yeah. And, you know, I haven't looked back since then. I like I took a year off and you know, like I like he suggested, got my finished my degree. Um, I made sure he was OK because I didn't. My dad had never been alone before, so he didn't really know how to function. And so he met my stepmom and during that time frame. And when I was like, OK, I don't have to worry about him now. I can go off mm-hmm. and do my thing. Right. So I, then I moved up here to New York and I've been here for like 12 years and haven't looked back since. Excellent. Oh, that's great. So did you um, get more into the theater acting at first? Is that with the the move to New York is obviously yeah. more of a theater town than a than a film town, right? So in Hollywood, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came up here basically trying to get into theater first, and I'm also I was really also interested in trying to look into like a voiceover career as well. So I took voiceover classes as soon as I got here. Sure, and cut a demo tape and all that. So I had both those things I was trying to focus on. And I did. I did a lot of theater up here as well. I used to do um, a few different productions here, there, like for a year or so. And then I, um, back in 2010, I got cast in uh, the national tour of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the musical, as uh, Stephen Carl, who is Robbie Rotten on Lazy Town. Uh, he was playing the Grinch in that. Okay. And I was cast as his understudy. Right. As well as Grandpa, who, and like, a, you know, Originally, his grandpa, who's understanding that later on, took over the role of grandpa, who as well. But I did that for five years. Okay. And then, yeah, after that, just did a few other shows like 39 Steps, I've done twice, and a lot of voiceover jobs in between here or there, like for video games and animated series. And then uh, Terrifier came my way, and that's when I started really going into, um, more into film. Right. Now, had you done much other film stuff before, really, with just, uh, I mean, other than the TV shows, but um, any, really. any other, like, movies or shorts or anything? I, I had been, basically, at the same time I got cast in Terrifier, I also got to cast as the Joker on this uh, web series called Nightwing Escalation. Right, right. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I kind of made my foray into film and TV type of work at the same time in both of those. But before that, it was basically just voiceover and, um, yeah, theater. I had, like, when I first moved here, I, I, I did this, uh, like, literally, like, two weeks into moving here, I did this uh, commercial that was only seen out in Asia for this, uh, I don't even know if it's still there or not. It's called Voice Asia. Sure. <laughs> I was basically, like, their Verizon guy. So it was only oh, some, oh, shown nice. out there in Japan, like, China and South Korea. So oh, it's nice. like, yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of cool. You're, like, yeah. the... Uh... Did you hear me now, guy of Asia? Yeah, <laughs> right. Voice Asia, and I did like thumbs up. That was it was it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> so you got to be on a billboard somewhere in Asia. Oh, it was. <laughs> it, what was really funny was like a few, like about a year or so later is when I was waiting tables at a uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, or as I call it, the Fourth Ring of Hell. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I had this uh, table of these uh, Japanese girls, and I was like, every time I came over to the table, they're just all giggling and just all shy, and I'm like, oh man, they must be crushing on me or something. <laughs> at one point, it's like, oh, I've had a question: Are you a Voice Asia guy? I'm like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> they're like, oh. <laughs> oh you're they're with me. They just went nuts. Everybody else in there's like, what the heck? I was like, oh, it's just from this commercial I did. It's shown in Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're what? And I'm like, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It's like the Simpsons with the Mr. Sparkle, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It oh, was so, awesome. so cool. Cause I, I spent, I've always wanted to go to Japan too. Cause I just love sure. the culture out there. It's just, it's like, I got to get out there eventually, but I thought that was such a cool moment. But, the, but like for years afterwards, I had not done any like on screen work. So this, you know, terrifier was really my foray back into doing that again. Nice. Yeah. So, well, before we get into the movie, um, what's kind of your, your history since we are a horror podcast to you, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're not obviously just strictly a, a genre actor, and this seems like it's kind of your first foray in, into horror, but do you have right. some history or some inspiration of what you tried to do with uh, getting into horror or some stuff that you tried to check out before doing the movie? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm like growing up for a long time. I didn't watch horror because my mom was so deathly afraid of horror films. It I right. her impact me. Until I was, I think it was my senior year in high school, and a lot of my friends, this is when uh, uh, Scream 2 came out. Okay. They're like, hey, but we're all going to go see Scream 2. You want to come? I'm like, oh, okay, I'll suffer through it. <laughs> You're right. Loved it. I was like, this is not bad at all. This is kind of fun. Sure. And after that, I, I just started watching a lot more horror, especially when I got to college because you know, the, the movie store was right down the street. So like my roommate and I would just go and rent um, horror films all the time, just like watch old classics. And so cool. I started binging then. Nice. Yeah, yeah you, that's when I, uh, Do you yeah. remember having any confusion of seeing Scream 2 before Scream 1? Because there's some sort not, of complicated plot stuff there. Not really. No, no. It was like, I, I think it because some people had already explained Scream 1 to me, like okay. my best friend had talked about it. It's like, oh, you dude, you'd love this movie. It's, it's funny. You know, it makes fun of horror films and stuff like that. This would be a really good way yeah. to introduce you to the genre and stuff like that. It's like, ah. And then the second one came out. I'm like, okay. So I, after I saw the second one, I went back immediately and watched Scream 1. I was like, oh, okay. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the brilliant thing with those movies is that they, even if you're not a horror fan, it's like you get the horror references of the, yeah. of the of the movie. And if you're a horror fan, then you really get it. And that's like, it works out for everybody. really. Oh yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just saying that we, 
we have to cover the fourth one sometime because that's it's very little talked about, but it's actually a really good movie too. It is, it is. It was like I was actually surprised how good it was. Yeah, I like uh, the fourth one better than the third one for sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. But anyways, that's Scream. So, <laughs> what, <laughs> Great, yeah. what uh, what are some other um, properties or, or franchises or anything that you really found yourself going back to, or stuff that you would maybe you know, revisit from time to time, or stuff that you really felt you connected with? Um, odd, well, like I would say a big like, especially for art. You know, like I haven't watched them in a while, but I was just in my mind going back to was like Friday, uh, not Friday Thirteenth, um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street films. Sure, because like art and Freddy are kind of alike in that way that they actually utilize humor. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, you know, this is a nice, it's same with like Chucky too. You know, you had that nice blend of horror and humor. Sure. Sure. So that was definitely a big, huge influence, but I, I really didn't for this film. I really didn't really go back except to watch like all Hallows Eve to get like more of like Mike Giannelli's nuances. Right. Who played art originally. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I, I more or less look back at um, a lot of old uh, silent films from back in the day, and like um, like Mr. Bean. I, he was a big, huge influence. Sure. I, I love Mr. Bean. I love Mr. Bean. I grew yes. up. That's who I was always inspired by getting out and doing theater as a kid. Was Mr. Bean with like physical comedy, like right. him and Jim Carrey, especially. So yeah, it's like that's really where I got a lot of inspiration from. With was actually comedies instead of horror. Sure. Yeah, because he. Uh, I read somewhere that you had some miming experience. Yeah, I'm not really, not really miming per se. I have more like it just I've done a lot of physical comedy with. Yeah. Some okay. okay. Like now with um understudying Stefan for all that time, he he's like an expert in clowning. The man is amazing with this stuff, and so I was able to learn a lot from him for five years how to approach things from okay. that perspective. So yeah, so, yeah. Definitely helped me because I had never met an actor until Stefan that did what I did, sure. but was more experienced with it. So he helped me really fine tune my skills in that regard. Sure. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. And and now that you say you know you you brought up Mr. Bean, a lot of things start to make sense now as yeah. far as like your approach, especially like with with art and everything. And it's like, yeah, you know, I I could see how you use that inspiration and that physical comedy of just you know without saying a word. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the the ex- the over accentuated you know expressions to to show emotions and uh, yeah so uh, it just makes sense like what it's those things you don't put two and two together until someone says it like oh yeah, yeah. all right cool <laughs> right definitely yeah especially the old Mr Bean shorts I mean those mm-hmm. are it's like a master class in I still I, I, yeah I I still will like think about it randomly throughout my day just something that. You know that series did, and I'll just start busting out laughing. Oh, it was so simple! Like <laughs> right. this, like the most simple situations, and exactly. they were just hysterical. Just the, like the one where he's at the beach trying to change into his swimsuit <laughs> without this guy, yes. thinking, and the guy gets up at the end and he's blind. I'm like, that's hysterical! <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, oh my god! Sorry, yeah, I mean, Paul, that I whole routine trying sorry. to get his <laughs> swimsuit in over his pants and get his pants off. Yeah. <laughs> Oh it's this whole whole effort and then all for nothing the guy was blind the whole time <laughs> yeah. i mean just it's like brilliant it's brilliant yeah it is oh god no i like love that stuff too what and i you... always wanted to be able to do something like that and so sure. it's like i think the character of art is my ability to do that now it's like i i can actually take that and make a like silent comedy killer mm-hmm. in a way absolutely 
what are some of the other like film properties maybe outside of horror that you, you maybe not even were inspired by but just stuff that you kind of <laughs> grew up loving or watching as a kid and oh god um i would say hold on a second i can give some water um mm. no problem uh, i would say like uh who Framed Roger Rabbit is my favorite film of all time and oh, has cool. been my biggest influence in life as well. Yeah, it's like I was obsessed with that movie when it came out back in 88 as a kid. I, I would actually go out. I had made like props for myself to just recreate moments from the film. Sure. I, it, it, especially like the whole kitchen scene. I tried to do that in my own kitchen and my mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. They're like, what are you doing? I'm just recreating Roger Rabbit. And she's like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> where do you keep everything? Yeah, where do you keep the giant pans at? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. These pans aren't big enough, Mom. <laughs> but I think that was like the first movie where I actually sat because I had a special that was on TV where they showed you how they did everything from behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. And that was, I think, the first time I'd ever seen how a movie was made. Okay. And it was, to me, that was the coolest thing ever. It's like, oh, wow. The, yeah. Especially with all the puppeteering they did it. And, but also, that's also when I learned that um, Mel Blanc did all the voices for the Looney Tune characters. Okay. And I was like, wow, one guy does all of these voices? Sure. That's awesome. Because like, I think it was like a year before I had discovered my very first like cartoon voice I could do as a goofy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I was I was passing note during story time in first grade by this girl I had a crush on in my class and she asked me if I wanted to be her boyfriend I let out this like gorsh like <laughs> did she take the number back no my girlfriend no I didn't to her but you know, that's a keeper yeah yeah she started a career and she doesn't even realize it You're right but, yeah but you know that's that that was like the start of it. Like, but when I like learned that um, one guy did all of those voices, I was uh, like, I was really inspired. I was like, wow, I want to learn how to do that too. Sure. Right. So that's when I really started. Like, anytime I heard an interesting voice, I would like, I want to try to learn how to mimic that. Right. And it just kind of snowballed from there. I would just do, especially with my act, like my Ninja Turtle figures, I would do all the little voices like crying. Oh, like, Saki, you fool! <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> and then just my mom was like, "Are, are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> but because of it, like now I do over like 200 of these things. It's I, I lost count years ago, so I just say that's yeah, 200 plus. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Wow. What are yeah. some voiceover properties you've worked on that people might know? Oh God. Um. Like. Uh. Like one of the bigger ones I've done recently. I basically am like the go-to creature guy for uh, the kids show Super Wings. It's on the Sprout Network. It's like anytime okay. they had animals or something like that, they would just call me in there. I, I, I like to think I'm like the new version of Frank Welker in that regard. There you so, go. It's like, yeah, oh, okay, you need a monkey and we need a horse and we need a uh, a zebra. Okay, sure. Right. Go. I'm like, okay. Go. <laughs> make sounds and yeah. crazy. And I was like, this is fun. I get paid to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably the most infamous thing, though, I've probably done, like, work on is this game. Oh, God. It's called uh, Ride to Hell Retribution. Okay. It came out a few years ago. It's panned. It's, oh, my gosh. This thing was, like, 
like when I went in to record it, they told us it was a totally different type. Of, it was like this, like um, Son, Sons of Anarchy combined with Grand Theft Auto. It was this great idea. Okay. And we had this the script was great, too. And I had so much fun reading all these lines and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then I get the game because I was like, I got to play this game. And it, you could just tell that they had like just rushed it. Right. And there's so many glitches in it. But like even the cutscenes that we had recorded, big, huge chunks of dialogue were left out. So nothing made sense. Oh, jeez. They were even using like like my practice takes where I'm just like reading the line to myself, going okay, and that's like that's what they. I'm like okay, obviously they just were like okay, we we have to get this game out. Let's just use what we have, and it's just like yeah. ah, geez, this could have been so much better. This could have been Somebody so. Somebody got better. busy rendering mountains when they should have been focusing on the on the sound. Oh yeah, I mean it's like <laughs> if you look this thing up, it's 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 a travesty of a game. Oh, it's, no. it's so. I hear you. And I usually will give a game a chance, and I will play all the way through it. Sure. If I hate play it, but that one I just couldn't get make it through. I was just like, I can't, I can't. Well, especially if you know what it was supposed to be, you know. Oh yeah, it's the hard potential of being so. Yeah. Because everybody, you know, all of us working on it, we're doing it. We put everything we had into it. Sure. Like sure. this is what happens. What? Oh come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and what sucks? sucks like you know, people that were playing the game had no idea. That all that had happened, they just thought, "Oh wow, this all the voice acting. This sucks." I'm like, "No, <laughs> sure, yeah. sure." We you know what's funny? It's stuff. Yeah, and it's just I think I'm getting the sense like sometimes um we've been doing some interviews of people and and a lot of times people just take it into their own hands because they have their certain vision of they want to do um that you know it's like it's like I'll have an idea and I don't want to just do a piece of it because just like you said sometimes mm-hmm. it just gets into development hell or or somebody doesn't have a vision where it's rushed because of you know uh, political reasons or whatever and yeah. uh and, and I'm and, and like I said a lot of times people just go you know what just give it to me I'll do it myself yeah. um and you know of course that is the spirit of the independent uh filmmaking world is that there is nobody to tell me no um to do that so you're you're experiencing yeah you're experiencing some of that blowback i guess right like yeah. uh why the why people do it themselves because like because i want it done and i want it done right yeah yeah definitely so do you find that you're um a, a bit more of a fan of video games now or or oh, yeah stuff I... or is that what you mostly <laughs> do the work in is uh, video game stuff now i i do work wherever i get the job that's how i look sure at it. sure I'm a huge video game guy anyway, huge okay. movie, TV, all of that. I just love to, I love to be entertained. And right. so I was like, all of that is just dream work for me anyway. I, it's awesome. like I did some work on a new uh, series being developed right now for Hulu just the other day. And that uh, that was just fun. I went in there for about an hour and I made more animal sounds. And I'm like, this is so much fun. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and plus it's really cool. I can't say who's on it, but there are a lot of big names that are attached to this project too. So I was mm-hmm. in there, and one of those big names walks out right before I won the booth, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's I was awesome. like, "This is freaking awesome! This is who I'm working with. Oh wow, this is sweet. Yeah. Okay, very, very cool. cool. Try not to geek out the whole entire time. Oh like, sure, you know." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no definitely yeah i love it especially you know being a gamer too i just love it too because i'm like i know how things should sound for a game too because yeah. god i i hate it when i hear horrible voiceover acting in games are yeah. you console or pc uh, i'm console okay 
Yeah, I got a PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. So. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, I I treat myself. Yes. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a PC gamer, so it's like. Yeah. Because I, uh, I, 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 the only reason I ask is because uh, I know PC games depend a lot on voice acting, and they do a lot of voiceover more more so than console uh, developers. Yeah. Because of gamings like MMOs and stuff, where it's a con- it's consistent development where they you know they go through you know one game will last ten years and if it's constantly being you know uh, uh, hiring actors to come back and constantly do that. So I was like, oh, one yeah. of those things maybe. You know, That's like constant if, work, especially like you know, yeah. there at Blizzard and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually took a class with uh, Andrea Toyas, who was like their big, huge casting director out there. And was, but she, most of that work is done in L.A., unfortunately. I'm like, damn. Yes. She's like, yeah, yeah you got to get here. I'm like, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like every time I try to move out to L.A., something keeps me here, though. It's like like sure, last sure. time I was like, I, I had decided I'm going to move to Los Angeles on August 4th, 2016. Right. And the next day, literally, I got an email from this animated series I had auditioned for. And like, oh, yeah, we want to cast you as this role and this role. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm staying. There you go. <laughs> Do you, just feel like, uh, perks. do you feel like um, moving out to the West Coast is inevitable, though? Like uh, oh, yeah. because of the the careers that you want to get into as far as like voice acting, acting in general and stuff. I don't know. Like I'm naive on it. Like, yes, I live out here, but I really don't know how that works. Like is New York still viable to a place for people to go to get into that field? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'll just go where the work takes me. But I'm, I hear you. Yeah, I would really like to be out in California. I love California. I just love sure. mm-hmm. the vibe of everything out there, the weather, everything. It's just like I'm, I love New York, but man, it gets so cold here. And I'm not a cold natured person. It's I like, hear you. Well, it's just like it's it's like especially with like apartment situations in the city. It's just like you pay so dang much for like just a little bitty hole in the wall. Sure. <laughs> it's like yeah. I would like to have a little bit more space because I. My friends out there in L.A. are like, oh, yeah, like my apartment's so much bigger because they had moved from New York to L.A. Like, sure. oh, it's so much bigger apartment-wise out here. I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, we finally had a warm day, though, in New York. Oh, I know. It was wonderful. <laughs> we got to enjoy that because we had like maybe like a, a few weeks of warm weather and then it gets hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I know. And then it'll snow on Tuesday. Yeah. It's yeah. like Mother Nature has ADD here. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> it just it makes us tougher people, I think. You kind of have to be ready for. You have to have shorts packed. You got to have a winter coat packed. You got to have a hat, boots, flip flops. Like you just got to have everything. <laughs> just got to layer. Just layers, man. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. <laughs> and what's, what's so funny though is like being from Alabama. You know, like I always have to laugh at everybody back home when they get cold weather because they shut everything down in Alabama. <laughs> if you think oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I just have to laugh, but no, same. Well, well, you you guys are. You, I don't want to hear you complaining when it gets hot. I'm like, I know what it's like when it gets hot. It gets really hot here in New York too, just like it does in Alabama. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like we get 100 degree weather up here too. It's just like we got the buildings that cook us alive too, and all that asphalt. And we've got <laughs> humidity because of the ocean and everything. So yeah, sure. it, yeah, that was something that surprised me when I moved up here. It was like how hot it got. I was like, wow, I thought I was moving up north and it was not going to be nearly as bad. I'm like, no, I was wrong. We get both hot. <laughs> yeah. You get the worst of both California. worlds. <laughs> California's just nice year-round. Yeah. All the time. No, that's good. And uh, it seems like everyone goes to California to get the work, but then 
everybody goes somewhere else to make the movies. Like no one makes them in California. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They don't make them out here as as much. Um, you just gather there, where I'm, get the idea, they and then do. Like, All right, let's get the fuck out of here and go somewhere. Yeah. yeah let's go. Let's go to the the state that has the less taxes yeah. uh, <laughs> for production and stuff. So yeah, taxes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's starting to get better, but yeah, sure, sure. Because I know they're doing a lot down in Georgia now too, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Atlanta and stuff like that. Oh, That's yeah, actually okay. where Jenna Cannell lives. Is she's down there in Atlanta? Oh okay. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah they that kind of blew up after The Walking Dead, and then yeah. I know you know we talked to people that were made movies in Kentucky and in like the the sticks of Illinois, and oh, so yeah. it's kind of all over the place. So. Oh, they sometimes make them in my hometown in Huntsville, Alabama, too. It's just like... Oh, right, right. Yeah. Uh, cool. I think it sounds like you kind of have a lot of different things going on, which always seems to be the most um, the most case for a lot of people in entertainment is like, it's not just like, I'm just one thing. Like, nobody wants sure. to nobody wants to be painted with one brush. You know, you want to be no. broad strokes. I don't believe in limiting myself. It's just like, you know, it's like, no, no. I take every opportunity I have. And it's like, well, sure. I, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, I, it's I'd now yeah. be doing her in the first place, but this fell in my lap, and I'm like, "This is great." Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's either is, you want to eat or you want to have art. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And whether you want to keep going <laughs> with it or not, like it still gets your name in people's mouths and people's ears, and and if you you know it leads to you getting better video game voiceovers or better acting sure. jobs in a different genre or something, then, yeah, then it's, it's all worth it, you know? So, yeah. Absolutely. Work, work in that regard. It's, it doesn't feel like work to me. It's just it's Great. something I truly enjoy doing. So it's just yeah. it's, that a bonus is getting paid to do it. So I'm like, this is great. talking about terrifier here i just at first i wanted to give a shout out to a very big fan of of you and damien and of the movie and you might even recognize her from instagram but she found our podcast today after damien posted about it Mm -hmm. and she gave us a shout out and got some extra people listening to us so i told her hey shoot me some questions for dave and i'll and i'll ask him on the show and she was like, cool god thanks so much uh her name is kimberly kayla all oh one, yeah! All one name, and uh, she's on Instagram, and she's a huge fan of you guys. I know. I see like every other post of hers is about uh, <laughs> about the movie. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she asked me to ask you 
Mm-hmm. Uh, was there ever a moment that you were afraid you would disappoint audiences slash fans by not being able to deliver as the original Art the Clown? Oh God, every every moment. Wow. <laughs> sure. I was. I was. That was. That's one. Of, that was one of my biggest fears going into this, especially like right before we released. Just like, oh God, what are the fans going to think? Right. <laughs> right. Because I, I know how I am when, especially like when it comes to like the Joker. It's like mm-hmm. I'm so so critical. <laughs> it's like I remember when like Heath Ledger was originally cast as Joker, and I was like, "Why are they casting this pretty boy?" Blah blah blah. It should be like right. someone like Crispin Glover or someone like that. It's just like that fits the part. But they're casting pretty lover boy. I'm like, yeah. It's like, oh, I know how critical I am. <laughs> so it's like, wow. oh god, yeah. that's gonna come back and bite me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so I would say every moment, every moment, and and now I'm obsessing over like when we're uh, for the sequel. It's like, oh god, how we're going to live up to like what we did, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. There's some big shoes, yeah. uh, no pun intended, but uh, there's some big shoes to fill there. Uh, um, on how how you know you're gonna get see the the compare and contrast of the two is like what what's art gonna do this time that's gonna get me to say, oh, I can't watch this scene. You know what I mean? Because you guys just went. Uh, you threw a lot in, a lot in on this movie, which is very appreciative. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. Uh, I, th- I think, you know, you also had talked about before that you studied the original actor. And uh, when, mm-hmm. when uh, Damien talked about, too, just transitioning from, from uh, the original person to you and how that guy wasn't even really an actual actor and he tried to get him to do it. He didn't really want to do it still. Yeah. And so he, you know was happy to have found somebody like you that did such a good job with giving him a lot of takes and a lot to work with. So, uh, so I think you, you did your homework as far as that goes. Yeah. I think, you know, that's the one thing people can tell is if you yeah. are going to just phone it in and go like, Oh, well, whatever, no one's going to see my fucking face and it's going to be painted <laughs> and I'll go out and like, I'll stare and I'll smile and I'll frown and everyone will get it. Uh, I, I definitely don't believe in half-assing anything like yeah. that. It's like, I mean, I've, that's like something I was taught early on in theaters. Like, even if you're like a small background character, make make it mem- memorable, make it real, sure, and sure. stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, it's like I, I look at like um, Melissa McCarthy, like when she's on SNL. Sometimes she'll be in a shit sketch, like mm-hmm. it's a really bad sketch. Yeah, yeah. but she throws herself into it one hundred percent and makes it work. Oh yeah. And, Every time, every time. And I, I think that's how it should always be. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Uh, and then her one other question was, can you see yourself doing horror conventions in 20 years from now, or I guess possibly even sooner, but, uh, you know, making the rounds through like some kind of a horror conventions or, or smaller comic cons where they have a horror segment and, and do appearances? Um, oh, yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. I'm I'm I that was actually strangely enough something I've always wanted to do was do conventions one day. I was like I that was a goal of mine. I was like I want to be a character one day in like some kind of film or something where people sure. remember me and I can go to conventions and like hang out and just meet people. I think yeah, that would yeah. be so much fun. Oh yeah, yeah. So I totally want to do that. I'm I'm already like um signed up like con- I signed two contracts already to do uh, the, I think it's the cult classic convention in Balstrip, Texas in uh, September. Okay. It's uh, where they filmed Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's oh, a nice. new convention that they, I think, started up just the first one last year or the year before that. And then I'm doing also the Birmingham Horror Con in uh, Birmingham, England in October as well. Nice. So it's, 
Nice. It's a start, definitely. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And then she just added a comment that she wanted me to tell you that she's been a big fan since Terrorizer was a short film on YouTube, and she thought that you and Damien did absolutely amazing. And she's excited to see what's next for Art the Clown. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Kimberly, Kayla. Thank you so much. Yes. And I told big her now hug. that we are, uh, we're horror pals for life now. Yeah, now, exactly. So. <clears throat> you can't escape. Horror pals for life. Thumbs up. Well, that's the, the one thing I think that's cool is that you're now finding, coming into the horror community, that uh, the, the people that are fans of this are really passionate about it and they care. And, and not only that, but they want to share that with other people and not just be like, yeah. you know, keep this closely guarded secret and not tell everyone yeah. about it. And, and it's really, um, I think, a reflection of the, the fans and the, the fandom and, and just the way that something as simple as, as this movie that you guys made for, you know, but very little budget and just kind of a thing that you're like, oh, this seems like a cool opportunity and now it's become this big thing where people are drawing pictures and paintings and yeah. getting tattoos yeah. and shit like <laughs> it's mind-boggling sure sure <laughs> it really is mind-boggling especially considering like what you know we've been up against anyway going right. in it's like there's all these big huge um uh big budget studio horror films and we have to especially like it I mean, right <laughs> that's yeah. what people compare us most to and i'm like oh boy <laughs> well yeah yeah the timing of it right like oh we have pennywise now here's another clown what's this yeah. one gonna offer and of course you know you don't have the the lines out the door mainstream meet uh, uh marketing behind it yeah we've had very little like mainstream marketing at all it's just like yeah. i i like ign entertainment weekly all those like publications have not said anything about it still haven't said anything about us right right yeah. It's, just, it's through all the like you know the the horror fan sites and sure. just themselves that have gotten the word out. There's it's mind blowing the the power of the fan base really. Sure. Like word of mouth does wonders. I'm like wow. I was not. I was going into this you know, before we released. I was actually getting upset that I was like I I'm not seeing anything anywhere. Yeah. It's like yeah. right. Be a success. You know like no one even knows about it. Yeah. yeah, I think Damien was kind of saying a, almost the same thing where it was like, like, you know, he was ready to give up at one point, uh, you know, it's like, I don't know how, what to do anymore. And then, yeah, you know, and then just that one phone call or that one person or it's all it takes. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled by it. It's just sure. I'm so happy to see that so many people are loving it. I just I think it was like yesterday or today where I found it like Amazon's already out of stock. Um, Epic's been out of stock. They've had to restock a few times at different locations. And it's just yeah, awesome. Especially in a day and age where people don't really buy physical copies of movies as much anymore when you can right. just you know download and stuff like that. I mean, that's amazing to me. Oh, yeah. No, it's, a, it's definitely cool that the, the buzz caught on for it. And I think, you know, it just goes to show not only the work that you put into it, but the way that everybody worked together and the way that the vision of what he wanted to have out of this character, you kind of helped him realize. And, you know, it's a, it's kind of like a, a perfect marriage of a lot of things coming together at once to really work out for everyone for the best, I think. And, I think it's because there's just been that um, void. Right. The horror community for at least almost, almost 20 years, I would say, where there has not been... A true slasher, right? right. 
It's like, yeah, I mean, like maybe Saw, but that's not really, I don't even consider Saw. No, you haven't. Yeah. And I think people have really been craving something like that. And it's just, it seems sure. like mainstream horror films, these big studios have been watering down horror films in the past decade or so, so much. And it's just, yeah. you, you don't even see the kills happen on screen a lot anymore. Well, yeah, the, the mainstream for sure. And then there's, you know, there's a lot of good independent stuff like you guys that comes along and that's... And that's not talked about. It's all the, you know, what what was, like you know, Happy Death Day or, or Truth or Dare yeah. or something, you know, that's in the theaters. And nothing against those movies. Like, I saw both of them, and they're fine. Yeah. But I don't like them as much as Terrifier or, or any of the more actually, like, powerful and meaningful movies that we've seen uh, through yeah. this podcast and stuff. So Well, yeah, like, Hollywood likes to play it safe, and they, and they have their ear to the ground to what's going on in real life and, and you know, social media and everything, right? And, you know, we don't live in the greatest of times when it comes to, like, violence in real life and right. horror in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the same time, like, me, I grew up, Paul, you know, we, we, we have this thing where it's like we know what horror is entertainment-wise. And we know the things, like, we talked to what Damien we were talking about Art using a gun and how a gun today is is very you know if you go to Hollywood like you know they they want to take away all those those real violent pieces out of the mainstream because it's taboo now and now because right. it's all about money it's all about well we're not going to get anybody to do this because it's very sensitive and yes we all understand that mm-hmm. um, but what's refreshing at the same time going into a movie like uh, uh, Terrifier is that you guys went the complete opposite right. of, of what. Uh, of what Hollywood was doing, you know, and you're like, no, we actually went, we turned it up to 11 in this one. We went up, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And that was when I think people was like, whoa, wait a second, here's the movie that I'm watching, and they didn't hold back on any scene, any level, and this is something where in the 70s did very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, in the 80s to a point, too, and then I get onto the more of the cartoony, you know, funny Freddy Krueger stuff like that, but... Yeah. It was some. You're right. It was a void. Um, and I'm and I'm I'm finding that more of the, of course, the independent route is very, very, uh, going back to the roots of what entertainment horror is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, it's it's dealing with a lot of dark subjects, but at the same time, you know, um, this is entertainment, and we know what right and wrong is, and mm-hmm. and I think that's an important message because it's like, you know, look, it, it's easy to, for me to say being a non-victim of anything, you know, out there. Yeah. Um. And, and say, like, yeah, it's just, you know, let's see more. But I kind of like it the way it's like, here, independent route is where I want to see the good movies and, uh, uh, you know, sharing, you know, like, it was a great thing, but it was it was very commercial. But, yeah, it's still right. a very good hard R movie, you know what I mean? And they did deal with a lot of subjects. It, it just shows you the difference between the two worlds, you know? It really does. Because yeah. uh, I've watched some of these films, like, on Netflix that, you know, never got, like, theatrical releases, like... um well, mm-hmm. the babysitter, and I love that. Yeah, that's yes. Great. I thought yes. that was. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> yes, that. I was like, this is like you know a horror version of Home Alone in a lot of ways. I'm like, this is wonderful. Yes, it's like yeah. oh, it's, it, it just seems like a lot of these like like mainstream horror films now have gotten too serious in a lot of ways, and they forgot how to have fun with it. Well, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, I agree too. Even I mean, for as as serious still, as Terrifier is, it still has a lot of fun. Yeah. In some ways. Oh yeah. Uh, so how did you end up, uh, getting into this, uh, this, this group of people and in, involved with this movie? Um, obviously, you know, you, you didn't have, uh, 
already like a name in horror or something where they sought you out to be a part of this. So how did you end up connected with Damien specifically, you know, for the, the audition? Well, it was pretty simple. Uh, there was a notice posted on uh, Actors Access, which is a uh, popular actor's website for auditions that agents use as well as actors. Okay. And they were looking for a tall, skinny uh guy that has um clowning or physical comedy experience to play quote unquote the role of a lifetime oh <laughs> nice. yeah like oh it this wasn't wrong perfect yeah <laughs> so i i, you, I did you, yeah, did my, what uh, kids show is this oh was it oh yeah <laughs> yeah but I, I contacted my uh agents about that and they're like yeah we'll submit you and i got the audition for it and i guess i knocked it out of the park <laughs> Nice. That's funny because yeah. that story could almost be like a good, uh, like a meta comedy short you could do where, you know, you, you read that ad and you think like, oh, wow, I'm going to be like the next, you know, Barney or, or like kids exactly. TV show icon yeah. and make tons of cash. And then you show up and it's like this, this horrible, depraved, <laughs> uh, you know, murderer. <laughs> that... Which we want you to do is solve this lady in half. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You heard us. <laughs> and then where person's boobs later on like, oh, what did i get myself exactly. into yeah like, yeah am i sure i shouldn't be teaching <laughs> right so now uh you know mentioning some of the extreme content uh so you get the part and then um is all of this stuff in the script right up front or is it kind of some of the stuff kind of sprung on you at the time well like um most of it, i would say was already in the script now with like the 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 as i call it the um the Buffalo Bill saying yeah. right, the script he was just wearing over his costume, but Damon and I, he like approached me one day. It's like, you know what would be even freakier? It's, it's totally up to you if you want to do it, but if you did it without the clown costume on and you were naked, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. Huh. I, I had to really think about that because I was like, I don't know about doing nudity or anything like that. And he's like, well, you know, we won't really show anything because you're going to be like wearing shadows and parts yeah. and stuff like. That. Okay, well, it's like, and I thought about it. It's like, well, you know, if Catherine can expose herself the way she's exposing herself in this movie, right? I'm like, if she can do it, I can do it. And, it, you know, and I thought about it and I'm like, yeah, and this would really make that scene really freaking creepy anyway. Sure. Yeah. It's like, that's why she did this because she knew that that scene would be talked about so much with her kill. And I'm like, yeah, that's why she was totally fine with doing it. I'm like, I thought the same thing. I was like, you know what? This would have a bigger impact on people if I'm not wearing the clown costume. Right. Yes. They're not going to expect that, and they're going to be like, what the fuck? Yes, <laughs> exactly. That was my reaction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's we kind of debated which one of the two scenes was more disturbing almost. Right. It's like, mm -hmm. at first you think the sawing in half is the more disturbing because it's, it's so visceral in your face. But yeah. then the the uh, the Buffalo Bill scene, as you referred to it, is the one that like sticks with yeah. you afterwards. That you're like, why am I still thinking about this? What is wrong with me? Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> you guys it too easy for Damien. You did you didn't argue. <laughs> it's I know, like right? I want you to hang upside down naked. Hey, boom! I want you to do this. Yeah, I'm sure there was some in, like you know discussion and, and tact and stuff like that. But you, this is a director's dream you gave him. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. <laughs> But now I'm like, okay, how are we going to one-up that in the next one? Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, what's he going to make me do next time? This fucking like, crazy Jesus. bastard. How, how yeah, right. How depraved can we get? Am I just going to go into a nursing home and just kill everybody in a nursing home or something? 
Well, at least he did. Uh, he did edit it properly that you didn't actually get to see the f- the full tree trunk. Oh yeah. Well, th- there's also like a reason for that too, is because of like he he calls me up the day of and he's like, hey Dave, do you have a cock sock? And I'm like, a what? He's like, a cock sock, you know, something to cover you up while we're shooting this. I'm like, I don't. He's like, just bring a sock with you. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm afraid to Google it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and so I, I show up on set and I got this bright white tube sock. Yeah. I didn't think. And he's like, oh, God, that's going to show up on camera. I'm like, oh, I should have brought a black one, shouldn't I? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll cover it up this as much as we can. We're just like, we'll hope for the best. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that, that was a, that was just a, pretty much a very interesting night anyway because that was sure. like Samantha's first real night working with me on set too. She had already shown up like one night before, but I wasn't in the scene with her. Okay. And so this is her real introduction to me. And I'm like, hi, this is me and this is my ex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wearing someone's boobs. So hi, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's, My eyes are up here, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I did say that. So I was like, up here, up here. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was actually we, we did some funny stuff with me just wearing the boobs around anyway I was doing a lot of joking. yeah you gotta break the tension if oh, there's God. any in, of course, of course. <laughs> um, especially for the poor crew guys I had to watch my naked ass walking back down the stairs every time we had to reset I was like I'm sorry guys I'm so sorry. He's like, You're, this is a bonding experience tonight. We're all learning a lot about each other tonight. And there you go. Yeah, it's like I, w- I would like sing different songs that had moon in it or butt in them or something like that. <laughs> moon over Parma or like you know, you know yeah. take back. Yeah. Right. Right. That's, <laughs> that's great. Sandy, you know, it's just like yeah, that was a crazy night. <laughs> Wow. It's, you can almost feel the uncomfortableness in it because it it's so uh, makes your kind of your skin crawl while you're watching it. But at the same oh, time, yeah, I think um, Plus, being on that nasty floor was just ugh. Yeah. Oh, oh, I bet that building was disgusting. Anyway, it's like that's exactly how it looked. We didn't add any of that yeah. to that. That bathroom is actually how that bathroom looked. <laughs> like no decoration needed. Oh, God, no. I mean, there were, like, used condoms that we found on the ground, oh, needles. That no. This place was just, like, it was, it was, like, the cure for, like, every disease is probably in that building. For all, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think I uh, made a mental note as I was watching a film in there's exterminators exterminating rats. I'm like, why bother? Look at this place. Yeah. Yeah. let the rats have Send at it, man. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just exactly. burn it down. Just burn it why down. Why are we? Like insurance. <laughs> Sure, sure. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, I think a big part of the performance um, is is all in your face acting because obviously art yes. doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, part of what makes the scene so interesting is that it will it will go from like frame to frame where you'll change your expression or you'll or you you won't you know like the the blank stare in the pizzeria you're just staring and staring and staring. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? And then all of a sudden. You know, then it pans back to you and then you have this big crazy smile and then it pans yeah. back and you have a different face. And then so I think, you know, that was really something that sold it for me is, um, it, you know, from the first movie, they didn't really whether the guy could do that or not. They didn't really use that as much to where I feel like that was really written in a lot more. Uh, was that something that uh, you just kind of were told to make up some stuff and do some different yeah. faces and he was going to just splice it together the way he saw fit or yeah. that night? I think um, that was a fun night, too, for me. But uh, that night, he he just like said, "Hey, just can we just roll camera? You just make a lot of silly faces." And 
I was like, yeah, sure. And I think he let the camera, he just let it roll and roll and roll because I just kept on going and going and going. He never told me to stop. So I just kept mm -hmm. going and going and going. I think for a few minutes there, just face after face after face. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, shit, we forgot to say cut. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, well, we got tons of stuff we can use. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's great. And uh, I think that really helped to make it the the better for the movie because you were able to give him so many things that yeah, you could kind sure. of go through and pick out the stuff that that worked the best or that felt right for the moment. Oh, I love to play around too. So I mean, th that was a dream for me because yeah. that's, that's like the main difference between like um, stage and film. It's like stage, you have like weeks, sometimes months to like rehearse a, a, a show, right? So you can find all the nuances and stuff like that. You can play around, and by the time you get on stage, you know what works and what does not. In film, you don't have that luxury. Usually, you just have to go with your instinct. Just boom, and you know, I I love having that opportunity just to play around a lot in this. And yeah. like on like the torture scene with Jenna, we filmed so many different versions of that when she's tied up to the chair. Mm -hmm. and, like some of them, I was joking around doing like prop comedy with um like I had to, like. <laughs> I like. I remember, like one thing I did is I, I uh, that had this big, huge uh, pole that had a big, huge spike on the end of it. Okay. And I did a whole um, uh, Bob Hope routine with golfing and stuff like that, but <laughs> going for her after the the golf ball. It's just like you know, just playing around like that. But they're like, they were worried. It's like, well, you know, maybe that might be too funny and campy. So, but we'll keep this there. Just we'll go ahead and film <laughs> all this case. Right. You know, you never know. Well, of course, we didn't use it. We used the more like just me taunting her and stuff like that. But right. still, it was, it was fun. It, I did that several, like even like the the Buffalo Bill scene. We shot two versions of that. The, there's another version of that where uh, instead of just prancing around, I actually had uh, the homeless lady's baby doll with me. Okay. And I was doing stuff with the doll. I had it suckling on my boob, and then I <laughs> used the doll to help me find um, uh, Victoria. It's okay. Like, I, I was doing some like puppeteering with the doll and talking to the doll back and forth. Like the doll would whisper something in my ear. I'm like, oh, what? what? Oh. And like, uh, I was kind of mind the doll's arm going up, pointing to her in the closet and <laughs> stuff like that. So, that, I mean, that was probably creepy too. So, yeah, that would have been cool too, actually. Yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe we can use that idea in a sequel or something like there that. There you go. Right. Yeah. 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 There's possibilities. So it's like, yeah, we can recycle that. And Nice. Was it? I'm kind of curious. Is it was it always the intention of making art, um, not talk? Yes. Like you, uh, as okay. Totally. So Damien, his silent. vision was like he shouldn't talk at all. He's like more less miming and everything. Because even even when um he was getting hurt and he got that uh, spike through the foot, I thought he was gonna to me yell right there. But then when I saw the Panama, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, it's yep. like he, it's it's yeah. So maybe that'll play into his origin story. Who yeah. Knows? Yeah. That's it. That's uh, something we specifically want to do. And, and while I was filming, I intentionally would stay silent doing all of that. They didn't have to edit any of the sound out or anything like that. Right. I wanted to do that myself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, even with the laughs, it's like, it, it was hard. It was hard because I had, yeah, I wanted to do an actual laugh there, but I was like, sure. oh, that, right. you have to go against your instinct. Sure. make it silent. So, but. Well, these are the quirks and, and personality traits of art because it's like, you know, every every uh, you know monster or slasher has their little little things that they do. Right. Yeah. And so this him not talking and miming the stuff or mimicking the yeah. stuff it, it's that's his personal trait. So uh, great. You know, the, that's one of those things. You check mark. Yeah, he's mute. You know, or 
he chooses not to talk. We'll we'll yeah. find out. Yeah, art's kind of like a fart. <laughs> you <stand laughs> <up for defining. laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't have fart without art. That's true. That's <laughs> right. True. Yeah. Plus, he makes a shitty mess of that bathroom. So oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Shit yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, I mentioned this to Damien, too. I, I told him that uh, I, that 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 scene right there, what art does in the bathrooms, I had a personal experience with that. So not oh, me doing God. it. It's just I had to clean that up when I had my first job. So, oh, God. Yeah. So when I saw that, I'm like, oh, someone else gets it. Someone else gets my pain. Yeah. <laughs> He's evil. <laughs> He's a yeah, that's, yeah. It's like he just wants to drive people crazy. You know that that, yeah. that so if someone has to work there and they have to clean that up, that's gonna push them over mm-hmm. the edge. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, how was the the makeup process? I had seen there was like a time lapse video that that broke the like two plus hours down or whatever of putting all the makeup on. Yeah, that was that was usually about a, at least a three to four hour process, sometimes more because. Damien did all that himself, so I, we would show up at uh, on set like an hour or so before everybody else was supposed to be there, just okay. so it'd be ready in time, hopefully. But I mean, he would often have to leave just to go set up shots and or go film another scene. So I mean, I would sometimes get on set at four o'clock in the afternoon. I'd still be sitting in the makeup chair at midnight. Oh, oh Jesus! Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then. The, the cool thing was that, uh, you know, it was kind of all showed in that introduction, like tooling up scene where you're making the yeah. uh, the cat of nine tails and you're putting your makeup on and getting all your weapons ready. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool because then there are several instances where the face is actually touched and it's not uh, just like a smear off makeup. So I think it was, yeah. it was cool that they made it more of a permanent thing where... Um, you know, when, when she comes and takes the selfie with you at the pizza place and stuff and she's touching your face and whatever and, and squeezing your cheeks and it doesn't get all fucked up. So, yeah, Art knows his product. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he buys the good shit. He buys yeah, the good shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the stuff from the Halloween store. No, 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 no. He, 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 he's, he's a professional, man. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, of, of all of the things that you you did as him which one would you say is one of your favorite like uh like kill or fight scenes or or interactions like because obviously uh-huh. we have our own things that we loved from seeing it from our perspective but obviously doing it something might have been more fun that you actually did than it came out in the movie um i would say like uh gosh there's several of those yeah. but i mean like of course, you know the the infamous uh, uh, the the kill scene with Catherine. Of, of course, something that goes without saying. That right. that was mm-hmm. crazy, but that wasn't really a fun scene to do because we had to be so serious because that was such a dangerous stunt to pull off. Right. So there was not a lot of joke. There was no joking around that night on set. Right. Especially, right. it was you know that was all serious. You know, very professional night. But like. The more fun stuff for me, of course, I love doing the diner scene. That was just a blast to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't really a kill scene per se, but just doing that weird stuff was just so much fun. Yeah. Because I got to really get into my clowning experience there and just really work on that. Mm -hmm. Um, Loved working on the little bicycle. That was (laughs) a lot more footage of me riding that thing around. They just. (laughs) That, that 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 was a challenge. That was definitely a challenge. I had so much fun writing that thing. And I, I love that one of my crashes in in this in the movie too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was easy to do. Um, but I would say probably like 
the the one kill that I thought was really cool, and it's because more of the backstory of the kill is kind of fun, is uh the one where I behead uh, the the other exterminator that comes. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because uh, the guy that we I ended up killing is Mike Levy, who um, he he and his uh, two buds that were the two cops that re- tried to arrest me at the end. They have their own film company called Fuzz on the Lens. Okay. Staten Island, and uh, he, Mike, and his crew—they were the guys that started the the scary clown craze a few years ago. Oh, okay. he, Mike is the Staten Island clown that would just randomly show up at places, just standing around and scaring people. Okay, right. So that I thought it was really cool that we got them involved in the film, and I end up killing the Staten Island clown in a way. Oh, nice. So That's like, great. And cool. Plus, the the scene itself—that that was such a over-the-top kill with the, the beheading. It was just... The, the, yeah. uh, the practical effects that Damien devised for that were great. And, if, and we only had one go with me tearing off that head, too. So it was like, that was a lot of pressure to do that right. Sure, <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. And that, that was just... That was so much fun to do. God, I had so much fun doing that. Poor Mike, though, forgot like to wear uh, like a change of clothes and stuff like that. He was so drenched in blood. And so he had... <laughs> like The blood went down his, his outfit into his... like like uh boxers and stuff like that and so I'm like oh, oh man I to go home and all that i was like oh <laughs> that's funny that's yeah. a cool easter egg too that i'm sure not a lot of people would know yeah right. so in in new jersey art takes out the staten island clown <laughs> yep on his home exactly. turf yep no that's awesome so i, I want to ask where did you have to go in your head um to play art and research art I know that you studied the previous actor in All Hallows Eve, and uh, when we were talking about uh, to Damien, he referenced a lot of like real serial killers in real life, and he kind of pieced them together along with the eighty slashers, and he kind of made this character. So, like, yeah, is is what kind of preparations did you have to do, or did you got kind of like delve into more of the psychology behind things, or real horror, and 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 how to act like a, like a sociopath, or? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I kind of look, I mean, I, Damien and I, you know, of course, discussed his backstory and stuff like mm-hmm. that, where, to, where he was coming from already, what he is and stuff like that. But um, I, I took, just mixed a lot of stuff in my head. I mean, I, I of course, took a little bit of Gein in there because, you know, yeah. that, and a little bit of Dahmer because, you know, cannibalistic, you know, tendencies. But I... Right. Uh, Mixed a little bit of, I would say, of course, like Mr. Bean and like Stefan, all yeah. those great, you know, physical comedians. A little bit of Freddy Krueger, a little bit of Jason and Mike Myers, and uh, threw in some Joker as well. Right. Yeah. And I just kind of just blended all those in my head and made a delicious frappe of evil. You know, you say, yeah, you know, you say Joker. I think if Joker was real in real life, he would be Art the Clown. Like, yeah. 100%, because that's sadistic. Yeah. Yeah. Because sure. I think both of them have this whole thing that they they have this love of just causing chaos, yeah, and trying to drive people crazy. Right. Well, right. well that's it. Like the Joker would kill himself first, you know, to 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 get what you know to inflict the most pain. If it yeah. caused taking his own life, then so be it. He's not. He doesn't care about money. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. That's that's a good inspiration. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's definitely one of my big inspirations for him. I was like, yeah, this is, you know, if if I'm not, not able to actually play Joker one day on the big screen, I'm like, this is my chance, so I might as well throw a little bit of that in here. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. 
Yeah, because I mean, I look at like what he does to Victoria in this. It's like, yeah, he, you know, he's basically tortured her through this whole night. You know, killed her, her sister and mm-hmm. you know her sister's friend that she was close to, and of course all these other people right in front of her, and it drives her. You know, he starts eating her face and you know <laughs> damages her looks for life, and by the end yeah. of it, she's been driven crazy and kills people herself. Right. Yeah, I thought that was a great twist, like a great. Yeah psychology kind of you know thing going over the the to the extreme it's like you know uh she did it because a woman was pretty much perfect or the reporter was pretty much perfect and she had everything that you know victoria had and oh it was great i love i love seeing that whole transition yeah plus she heard her talking and and then i sit there yeah exactly she didn't talk shit on the phone um but then i had my reaction like what if that's art's thing like what if that's his his uh you know, she's the victim, but becomes the essence of art in a sense, you know, after mm-hmm. surviving the attack. So I don't know. Again, I, we talked to Dan about this. And I'm so looking forward to anything more like a sequel, prequel or something like that. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We he and I like, just today were talking about like ideas like for the main plot for the next one, because we definitely want to add more story element into the next one. Sure. So it's especially to set up a really good sure. protagonist, so like, because he needs a, like we. I I look at like Terrifier is Art's introduction to the world. Right. Yes. It's like this is this town's first introduction to him too. So this the audience's first introduction. So like now that people know who he is, he needs someone that can go up against him. Right. Right. And that's what we want to set yes. up. Like we have our Joker now. He needs his Batman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that will Very be good. That'll be fun for sure. Yeah, and it's and the, whoever's got to go up against him's got to be you know pretty kick ass. Right. So, right. <laughs> so that that's something we, we definitely look forward to exploring. Absolutely. So we're right. spitballing so many ideas like, oh, well, we could do this, we could do this, we could do this. And so like, we just got to fine tune all of that before uh, he starts, you know, you know, writing everything down. Sure. Sure. Right. Well, I think it's cool that you're kind of involved collaboratively with this now too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's. Yeah, he's he's allowed you to become this character and, and he wants your input to know, you know, he could just come up with an idea and come to you and go, hey, Dave, here's what we're doing. And, and then, yeah, you, you just got to roll with I, that I, if you want so, to have the job, obviously. I'm so, so appreciative of it. It's just like I, I wasn't expect I, I was at first, you know, because I would come to him with ideas and I was like, I don't want to, like, step on his toes here or anything like that. Yeah, no. Right. It's baby situation, but he's been totally open to it. It's like, yeah, it's like collaborating. So I'm like cool, but ultimately it is his idea. It, this oh is sure. His, so I was just like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that the good thing is that with kind of the two of you finding each other as well, this is something that he's been wanting to really fully execute. And again, nothing against the guy that did it originally, but he wasn't really you know a full time actor or anything. And and I think now that he found right. the right person for the job, he really feels like he can make it reach the potential of what he wants it to be. So. Which we've yeah. obviously seen with the feedback from this first installment of it. So yeah, because mm-hmm. that's a, that's the good thing is like you know even though we have gotten some negative reviews, you know that we can take those negative reviews and see what didn't what they were saying that didn't work, and we can like oh, okay cool. Oh yeah yeah. Well there's oh sure as long as they're constructive yeah man I mean yeah yeah I'm glad that we actually had some lower scores and stuff in a way because. It doesn't set the bar too high for us for the next. Like if we had been getting like nines and tens across the board, we would be like, "Oh shit, how are we going to improve <laughs> right. on?" Right, right, <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like we we have our starting point now, so we know where to go from there. Mm-hmm. No, that's cool. Uh, well, before we start to wrap this up, um, 
I think um, I just wanted to mention a couple of uh, our favorite moments. So I don't know if you had some some favorite moments in the movie, Marco, that you wanted to just acknowledge of of uh, stuff that Dave did that brought oh, up another sure. level. Oh, sure. Sure, we we touched on it, and I think it was more or less like I I, uh, I really appreciated the physical acting on it, and to and for you know Dave have bring in the comedic um, art form to it, right? Mm-hmm. It, 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 but but you know of course you're you're doing it in a like you know um, you got your facial expressions. There's the horror, which is the comedy, and it was like it just fits so good. That's, the shocking scenes are the shocking scenes, and of course, that's the ones that when we describe the movie, this is what we're gonna tell people. Is, oh my god, the scene! But um, I just was, I was so happy to hear that you said, you know, you took inspiration from like, you know, uh, Mr. Bean, or you know, even to the point of like a Jim Carrey would do too. Also, it's that over-the-top acting, uh, physical comedy, but never in in the horror movie have I ever heard that. You know yeah. what I mean? As a character, it's music just straightforward, evil, evil, evil. I, I bash through walls, blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, to have a true clown villain, I think, uh, you drew inspiration from the right places and, and it shows. And cool. that was one of the things that I tell people a lot. It's like, well, why is art, um, so effective, right? Why is, why are we talking about him when he's a, it's a slasher film? It's right. And those are those things that you, that you take away. It's like, well, no, dude, just check out his eyes and look how he's looking at people. Look at the smile. Look at this. Look what it, it, how obsessed he is. And you really buy into the character. Right. And, um, you know, and, and I just, and I bought into it. Like as when Paul told me to watch this movie, I was like, okay, yeah, cool. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my thing was more of a comment, more of a statement than anything. Then, uh, um, just art itself is just such an interesting character. And, I love the obsession that he had that you played of showing that in his like he obsessed on somebody. And it was like, I love the fact that you never took your eyes off somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that was the character when you stared um, uh, her down in a it was Tara, right? In the movie, Tara. Right. Yes. Uh, when she were, were staring her down in the diner scene and it was in the other and Don was over there making faces, taking selfies. And you just kind of just had that stare straight i thought that right there is a villain that right there is some somebody <laughs> of course you know i'm buying into and scary so I, I think that was like more of my favorite art uh um mannerisms is just the blank stare yeah sure yeah i like the uh the kind of variety of different things where it almost does mm-hmm. mix it up um like i i had mentioned before we actually got going when we were just talking before we started this about the scene when he hops in the exterminator's truck and then drives it through the wall and smashes her. But he's got the jazz music blasting and he's just sitting in there like rocking out to the music with his <laughs> eyes closed. I and know. like, uh, it's just like, there's these little moments like that where you see this touch of like personality or, or like mm-hmm. almost a hint of levity, but it's, it's never enough to give you full levity. But, right. uh, yeah. yeah. The little stuff like that is great. And, um, uh, what the hell is the other one that I really love? The uh, obviously the the stalking scene mm-hmm. with the woman's skin on you. How yeah. you kind of act up almost like a full body physicality of of like a a woman in that point where you you know you kind of arch your back and you tilt your head and 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 have that <laughs> that sort of ladylike strut about it. It's just like works mm-hmm. so well. So well, I think things like you know it's just you're right. You've never really seen this done with a slasher villain. It's just like. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of personality behind him, I mean, it's like it, it makes him relatable in a weird way. Right, right. right. At the same time, you, it's like I, I think back to like you know 
the Joker in like a, in Dark Knight where he does something that's funny, like the the magic trick where he like you know, with the the, the pencil, right. the pencil, and, and yes. Laugh, but you, you laugh and then you're like, oh geez, I should not be laughing at this. <laughs> and I think right. it makes you reflect on yourself in a way. It's like, yeah, I, I find this entertaining, but. I really should not be finding this humorous or entertaining. What yeah, is this? Yeah. Why am I smiling at this this scene? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I, I think he 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 taps into that darker nature that a lot of us have. You know, it's like that yeah, dark humor. Yeah. So, I think uh, there's also an incredible irony that you are known for being a faceless voice and for being a voiceless face. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's kind of that is very two, true. Your two yeah. uh, main things here. Unexpected calling, of, right? Oh yeah. Well, it's just weird because you know here I I I I'm silent and I'm doing these very adult things, and then like when I'm using my voice, it's for little kids. Sure. <laughs> Do you know uh, you play art to clown? Oh mirror. no. Yeah. You're like hopefully yeah. the parents don't look me up. So, yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> So oddly enough, I've gotten some people that's like, oh, yeah, like my my three year old or my four year old child just watched Terrifier with me and they love you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What the fuck is wrong <laughs> with these like kids? Some artwork I was shown like that uh, a fan's four year old daughter drew. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Wow. But at the same time, I'm like this. Damien says, like, those are like little versions of me because Damien right. got started watching horror at very young age, too. So I'm sure, like, well, right. I do it's like. Exactly. I, you know, I, I leave it up to the parents, you know, because, you know, if children can distinguish between fact and fiction, then OK, sure, go ahead. But, sure, you know, sure. yeah, my my son is like right at that border where I've been showing him a lot of really bad stuff, but not the worst of everything. Yeah. Uh, and it, like a lot of times I feel bad because he's just about to turn 12 and then we'll watch something, and I'm like, oh, man, I probably shouldn't have shown him that. That was maybe a little too much. And, like, it's, he's not affected by it, but it just makes me feel like a bad parent. But then I'm like, well, why the hell do I care? Just because <laughs> moment, yeah. I, I'm operating off of this assumption that, you know, my parents had this thing of, well, you're too young to see that. Well, who yeah. is to decide who is too young or too or, or not too young to see it? Sure. You know, so. Yes, yeah, kind of like, you know, how, like, uh, Temple of Doom, like, set the president for, like, yes. a yes rating it's just like yes i remember saying that with the, the heart being ripped out as a kid i'm like what yeah right. <laughs> it's the same absolutely. absolutely that was the scene that kind of like i took with me and i just like couldn't i couldn't talk for a while you know it's like yeah, right. he just ripped the guy's heart out uh, how did they do that this like is supposed to be fun years old when i thought that i was like what i know exactly yeah that yeah. is amazing cover yeah. your heart indy <laughs> <laughs> cover your heart <laughs> indy indy Gosh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, cool. So, I, I mean, it sounds like you guys are already working on the next movie and you have a few things in development uh, as far as, you know, video games or voiceover stuff. Um, is there any other, uh, I always kind of ask, is there like a, a dream project that you would love to, like someone just said, here's, yeah. you know, whatever, a million dollars to be whatever you want to be or, or however much budget you need to make whatever movie you want to make or... Yeah. You could just get the the wish to get called to play whatever character. I mean, I guess, like obviously the Joker. You've expressed an Joker, interest in. Yeah, definitely. Like kick Leto out, put me in, Coach. You know, <laughs> I would love. Yeah, that. please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I would love to. I mean, I'd love to do my own like superhero movie or something like that too. I'm like, I actually had a, an idea about this. Is um, it, it would be so much fun to do. It's like because Deadpool set a precedence where this can work now. Right. Is. Mm -hmm. um, do a reboot of the mask 
but do it as how the original comic book was that very dark and violent version of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I would love to, I would, oh God, cause I loved the original mask movie back in the day with Jim Carrey. And I was like, but man, you could really do like a, a true version of that comic book, the dark horse comic book version of it. Okay. Yeah. So that, that would be a lot of fun. Um, gosh, I mean, I was saying earlier that I would love to play a uh, Richie Tozer in uh, the the eat the uh, eat it sequel, hmm. but it looks like Bill Hader's gonna yeah play. that would be like well you know yeah if it can't be me might as well go to Bill Hader I mean he's that's great casting in itself right so yeah he's but, great yeah he's great itself and uh, he's a man, great guy too in real life he, so it's just like <laughs> cool so I I couldn't be happier it's like well if I can't do it I'm so happy to see it would be Bill Hader playing it so sure right, sure right, right. Yeah. yeah that makes sense for sure yeah. But no, I mean this is uh, this has been great. It's uh, it's fun to yeah, get kind of the backstory outside of whatever, and then obviously I don't know if you've done a lot of other podcasts or if people have approached you about other interviews or whatever. But uh, obviously in the movie you don't have a voice; you just have facial expressions, <laughs> which is covered up by makeup anyway. So yeah. it's cool for the fans to kind of get the real you and and hear what kind of other stuff you're into. And to me, oh, that's I'm... the interesting stuff. So. <laughs> I'm just a huge geek. You know? I just love to be entertained. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. uh, I appreciate the time that you gave us here. And uh, before we end, uh, is there anything you want to plug or just let people where to know to keep up with you on social media and stuff? Yeah, you can um, follow me on like uh, Instagram and uh, YouTube not and Facebook, uh, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Usually you can just look up David Howard Thornton. And you can probably find me that way. I can't remember all my screen names. They're all so different. It's just like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's how it goes. You know, it's like, and uh, I will try my best to respond to everybody when you, you message me or whatever. I'm doing my best. I'm so happy to hear from everybody. And that's another thing I just want to say to everybody out there that is fans of the the film that are listening. I just want to say thank you. I mean, from the bottom of my dark heart, thank you so, so, so very much for just, getting the word out about this film to telling your friends, telling everybody, you know, about it. I mean, that's, that's, you are the ones sure. that have made this successful. It's yeah, like, we couldn't cool. have done it without literally could not have done it without you. So I, I thank you all. Oh, that's great. We, yeah, man. You, you guys definitely have a, a product there that uh, uh, people are liking. So, um, you know, to, to get anybody to talk about it, it's, it, you know, you, 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 you're taking a, like a, our appreciation you know to that to to that level there's something there and god damn it i'm gonna i'm gonna tell people about it because <laughs> we like or like to share like paul said you know like like paul you know he'll he'll call me up and say you gotta watch this movie even though we're might not even covering it just because he knows that i'll appreciate it and vice versa so mm-hmm. no man um you guys got something there you got you got some magic to work with Right. And um, congratulations on the success. And I'm hoping that it does really, really take off for you guys and Thank get you. used to being a, you know, all the horror conventions for the rest of your life. You're going to you're going to be cool. contracted to do that. <laughs> so, I love it. Cool, oh, man. Yeah. Excellent. And maybe we'll even get an action figure someday. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another dream, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's been a lifelong dream to have an action figure of myself one day. So it's like, uh, like especially if I ever have kids and go, this is me. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if this it is, is uh, in clown face, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <clears throat> well, maybe uh, eventually down the road we'll get like an unmasked art and some yeah. in some version of the movie he'll he'll show up without the makeup at some point in like <laughs> in like Terrifier Six 
<laughs> yeah, it's been Tom Cruise the whole entire time. You just didn't yeah. know it. <laughs> It'll be like the the reawakening or, or you know some the silly thing like the, they put the out there. The new chapter. Yeah. Right. Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifier six hex uh, colon Scientology. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he's called. Uh, awesome. Now I'm gonna have Scientologist stalking me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Yeah right. Well, once you once you become famous, that's when they come knocking, right? So. Oh no. <laughs> so like, oh damn it! I just opened oh, the door. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and as far as uh, just for our show here, I'll I'll just uh, take us out real quick. That um, if you are listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, give us a rating or review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it goes by now, because uh, that does help us out a lot. And uh, keep up with our Facebook and Instagram at Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. And uh, just again, thanks, Dave, so much. Uh, this has been great, and I'm sure yeah, this you. is not the last time that we'll talk to you. We'll we'll keep up with uh, with you through your social media and check in with you from time to time and see what's going on. Ah, sounds great. I appreciate it, man. Cool. All right. Yeah, thank you. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Good night. Good night. Yeah, there's a there's another actor named David Thornton. He's uh, actually married to Cindy Lauper, so I always have to go by David Howard Thornton now since I'm SAG. Oh right, right. Oh nice. Yeah. Plus, plus you don't want to be associated with being married to Cindy Lauper. <laughs> oh, <I know. laughs> well, you know, he, he does pretty well for himself, so I, I can't. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, you know, shame the guy for it. No, I know. I was just being a dick. That's, yeah. Uh, shame on you. <laughs> Killing joke. I think that would be something where you need to go full steam. Oh, because that's God. the Joker. That's the Joker you, that you want to play. That it's ba- basically art. <laughs> art the clown in, yeah. in, the, in Joker style is yeah. is in killing joke. So, um, I, I damn it, I'll be have that, that. that that one bad day monologue memorized. That's like one of my oh, favorite. Nice. I'm just like, nice. oh yeah. I, that's I, I I think I have like a video of it on YouTube too. So <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I, I love Killing Joke, so I'm just like, yeah. yeah. It was awesome. like seeing what Leto did with that. I was like, what the hell have you done with this character? <laughs> Great. Yeah, right. My dog doesn't start barking like when we were talking to Damien. <laughs> and he's not little, so his bark is loud. Oh, that's 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 not too bad. That's you know, it's like my old old neighbors. They used to have a baby, but she's older now, so you don't hear it as much. But God, when I would be trying to record stuff, I just had this. Oh my God! Yeah, I can't imagine. Hit in its mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, and there's no such thing as an apartment with thick walls, you know? Oh, God, especially here in New York. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I work in uh, apartment management myself, so I know. When we're working oh, in a place, yeah. people are always complaining about us making too much noise, or I can hear everything they're doing. Yeah. It's like, you you know, you hear them sneeze, and you're like, bless you, and they're like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> One of those kind of deals. Well, this was great talking with you guys. This is fun. Cool, man. Yeah, I, we appreciate it. Yes, um, we got to have you back on. So yeah, we'll definitely. keep in touch that way. And sure. uh, anything that comes up, man, yeah, let sure. us know. I'd love to. All right, All right. man. I'll have a good you. night. Yep. You too. Good night. I'll take care. Yes, you too.